If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're interested, go out to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, welcome everybody to the latest episode of Scream Creeps, where this week, instead of doing number 27 um, in the 35 scariest movies according to science, um, which that one was actually the uh, Annabelle which we have already already reviewed on this podcast, we decided to review the latest Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. So, obviously, that spoilers movie just... and shit. Yeah, that, this, this is going to have spoilers, and this movie just literally is released, and I think it still might be on HBO Max. If not, it's, it's just in theaters now. Um, but we watched it on HBO Max. I think Max. you could actually... Uh... Buy the movie now too. I think, yeah, or at probably least you can because, rent it on all the platforms now. Yeah, probably because of the way they've went with the pandemic. I mean, you're able to buy stuff like 45 days after release instead of mm-hmm. the way it was before. Where I think instead it was of like, how it was like eight months or something yeah. until the movie would come out. Yeah. So officially, this was Conjuring Three, basically. Which, you know, this one was this one it was interesting in that it kind of revolved around uh, another possession, but it was a possession that was trans trans missioned or what do you call the, what transference or what it was transferred. Yeah. That that was for some reason I couldn't think of that word. It was transferred from one person to another essentially is what the, um, and that's and that's the main thing that I thought was good. And like by far, I recommend this movie. Like, we'll talk about ratings and stuff later. But like, I definitely think that this was out of the first three movies, like the Conjuring movies, before they even get to the side ones, where like Annabelle and shit. This is by far the best Conjuring movie to me. That, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah that was very good. I thought. Um, and because of the whole story, I mean, it wasn't like the other ones I kind of felt. And I don't know. The funny thing is, is they were the ones that broke out this kind of movie, kind of. But um, it just had a different feel to it. I think it's because they mostly knew exactly how they wanted the the movie to feel like, I guess. That's what it seems like to me was that they knew like how they wanted the movie to be portrayed, how they wanted it, the the jump scares to be, even though that there wasn't really anything like super scary in this movie. That's the one thing that I know all except for Annabelle Comes Home. It's like all these movies weren't really necessarily scary to me. Oh, they like, weren't. This yeah. one felt more, uh, it felt more fake to me, but also more real too, knowing that it's centered around uh, a Satanist, like really, 
uh, what's he called? Uh, like that's the true villain of the film. Is, well, yeah, with that as a yeah, Satanist was, uh, instead of like, person, yeah, yeah, instead of like it being a doll or uh, a demon and stuff like that, it was a Satanist rather than like anything else. Like, uh, I forgot the name of the nun, the demon nun. What well, was the daughter of the priest, right? Yeah. Um, so, but. Yeah, I thought you had disliked that part. I remember you had mentioned that you hate, you didn't really like the fact that it was a that it was a person that was causing it all. Well, it's mostly because <laughs> I thought that it was unrealistic because the way that they were and like uh, they explain it like she was doing, I, I guess you could say like Wiccan stuff. I mean, this is me just generalizing it. Well, you can call Mostly it an because occultist, she, too. Yeah, or a, an occultist want. thing. That's yeah. probably a better thing to say. Like, that she was, uh, she had, like, an altar where it looked like it was underneath a priest's house or something. Or at least that was one of the spots. Well, that's and, where they found the, the altar. And I guess yeah. they had to destroy well, that to stop everything. Then, um, well, that's why I'm assuming that, uh, yeah, like it was underneath her house, uh, his house or whatever, which is weird how he didn't know that it was there. Right. <laughs> but like every time she had to go to this altar, do all this stuff to send out the stuff towards him. Right. To get him to do stuff or at least get someone to do stuff. Well, like, yeah, but sacrifice kit of people and stuff like that. Well, yeah. So, well, she just fought. The, I kind of liked the storyline, though. It was, her name was Isla, though. It was his daughter, but she remember he was a Catholic priest, so basically he did. He was raising her in like secret because yeah, know, Catholic priests aren't supposed to even have sex have children, yeah, or so, sex, yeah, yeah. So. You know, she basically was just following what he was researching most of his life. So I mean, yeah, it was. It's like, like she just got into it and like took it to another like she level. Got into it and then like almost like, yeah. like a sold her sold her sold to the devil's kind of thing, and then yeah. things to not be hurt herself. Kind yeah. Of thing. Well, well that's why I'm just saying, like, because the they had to sacrifice somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and um, mostly I'm well, saying like it's unrealistic just because. I don't believe in the stuff that they portray in the like I uh, I believe in angels and demons and stuff like that, but I don't believe that somebody could do this stuff and it actively influences somebody like uh, the stuff that they portray in the movie where she puts this stuff in there and then it get like I think somebody's influenced by demons and stuff to kill people or whatever but at the end of the day i believe it's their choice to do said things i don't think somebody just control and i think this was supposed to be about like kind of loosely based on the guy that said that he the devil made him do it and stuff right where yeah it was based on Arn johnson that killed his yeah it was it's a true base that's why they said it's based on a true story because uh, both the Warrens were uh, brought in to document the exorcism of of that eight-year-old David Glatzel, and that exorcism was attended by by the the kid's family. So his sister Debbie, 
the boyfriend Arn Johnson and Father Gordon. So Arn Johnson was the one that you know in the movie it transported to the demon transported to from yeah. David to Arn. Yeah. And uh anyhow, uh and then that's when Ed had the heart attack and all that crap. And uh so but most of that and that's what I like about the conjuring movies is this stuff yeah, it's made up, but I think they embellish. They probably embellish on the story that actually happened, but they do actually take stuff from what actually occurred because at the end of each of the Conjuring movies, they'll show pictures of stuff that was in the original story that was in the movie. So um, I'm trying to remember what uh, they showed in this Warren, movie. After he killed his dad or boss or whatever he was. Well, I know it showed like pictures. On the street, oh. And they showed the real picture of him when that actually happened, when he was covering blood walking down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you pay attention at the end of the the credits, they go through like the, the uh, well, in this one, I know one of it was not only the, the, the him covered in blood when he killed the guy, but the, the audio of the exorcism was played. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that um, was the other thing, yeah. And um, I totally understand that part. I'm just saying, like, certain bits in the movie were but totally they have unrealistic to, to but yeah but, it is a movie so like it's supposed to be embellished and stuff there and the, because otherwise it would make a boring movie if you didn't yeah, add yeah. certain things to yeah. it it wouldn't be and like if they actually did true to life like what happened and then they showed in the movie nobody's gonna want to watch it because it'd be probably a lot more boring than it is like but like I definitely thought that it was like the best one by far, just because I love I like the story, the premise of it, and everything. I just I thought that it was a weak villain, right? Like the bad guy was kind of weak. It didn't really. I mean, I wish that they could have explained more than just like, "Hey, she was doing a cold shit and she was trying to do this, so she's fa- sacrificing somebody for that." Well, like, the villain been... might have been weak, but the demon was not. No, that, saying... that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the chick and the effect. Like, yeah, weak. not even talking about the demon or whatever. The, and the one effects that in the kills movie. her. Kind of like a catalyst, basically. Yeah, yeah. which that's totally uh, understandable. And I liked how they kind of grounded. Uh, what's his name? Ed Warren, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I like how, like with the heart attack, it like grounded him throughout the whole movie. I thought he would die in it. Yeah, like I thought that they were gonna do something like that throughout. Throughout Elaine's like, he didn't die until like nine or two thousand or something, whatever year it was. So he's like, they're not gonna kill him off in this. Plus, if the movies continue to do well, you'll see a fourth and a fifth. Oh yeah, I'm sure that they'll do another one. Yeah. Like eventually, like I mean, they could always do like an offshoot of this demon that they showed in this movie. Well, this one made and, money. The budget was yeah. thirty nine million, and it's made one hundred ninety four million so far. Pretty, like, Damn, that was a pretty good. And that movie. doesn't even compare to like what they do on HBO Max and stuff, where I'm sure that some people ended up watching it on HBO Max, like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the I interesting know. part is the guy that directed this one is the same that one the guy that directed uh, the Curse of La Llorona. Wow! So he did better with this movie. Yeah, he yeah. definitely did. I mean, not saying that the Curse of La Llorona wasn't a 
bad movie, but no, it, it wasn't just great wasn't, either. Uh, I mean, it just wasn't as good as this movie was. So he, yeah, this so one he, was like way better. So but, he I learned mean, something from that one. Yeah, like uh, that's. But amazing. James Wan's still been involved in all of them. So yeah, I mean, I've totally forgot he started with the Saw trilogy too. He was the one who first did the he and did the first Saw movie. I think yep. he did the second one too, but well, he did uh, that. And told, he created a, the Insidious franchise too. So damn, he did the Insidious movies too. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I know yep. we're gonna be reviewing like Insidious at one point too. Yeah, we'll be doing those at some point, but we're taking a little bit of a break. I think a siesta from the the top thirty five. We're gonna think what we talked about was we're gonna we'll we'll talk about it more at the end. But the the Fear Street uh, movies that have come out on Netflix, I think we're gonna watch those and review those over the next few weeks and then get back on the train of the top 35. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's going to be fun anyway, because like, it's, a, that's one thing I liked about doing the conjuring one too, is knowing that it was like something that we all haven't watched before. And it's a newer one. Right. Like, yeah. So like, it's nice to end up seeing that stuff anyway. Like, it's nice to watch older movies and talk about them. Like, I can't wait until we start talking about the George, uh, George Romero, uh, zombie movies. But I mean, definitely nice doing that stuff too. And I've heard that the Fear Street movies are pretty good anyway. Yeah. They're one of the better, supposedly one of the better horror movies that have been made in a while. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about the Babysitter series, too, which it looks like they're probably going to make another one of those, too, where it's mostly a Netflix movie, like, called The Babysitter. Yeah, is that the one with Bella Thorne? uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it's, like, uh, them trying to, uh, what's it called? Forgot what it was. Or is it Bella Thorne, or is it the, wait. Bella Thorne's yeah, Bella in it. Thorne's She's in one it, of the characters the, in it. The main and chick's the chick from Ready or Not, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I Thorne. love that yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I thought that was way better than I thought. I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I don't think. I think I oh. watched it. My... Well, we should review that anyway, so she can yeah. watch it. Because I mean, yeah. it's very good. I, I yeah. love the twist in that movie and everything. So that's the one where she gets married and the family. They play the game. Where they do uh, board games. They play board games, and the board games are like... Anyways, you got to watch the movie. Kind of like Knives Out, but not... No, Knives no, Out is where the like... guy died, like Clue. Knives Out's more like Clue to me. <laughs> yeah, more um, like Clue. It's like a murder mystery. Ready or Not's like a, a, a horror movie. It's like a horror movie where the the families she's marrying into is a they board play, game. Yeah. Uh, like, anyway, you have to like watch if somebody owns without, Monopoly without yeah, talking about it. They play various ones, and there's a specific one. If she picks this one, it's not a good one, <laughs> and she ends up picking that one. So that's what I'll leave leave it at that. They they could play anything like any kind of board game that night, mm-hmm. but if she plays this specific, if she pulls this specific game, that's the game you don't want to play. Because anyway. Yeah, because pretty good much movie, just though. bad things happen. Yeah, but still, I always get her confused with freaking Margot Robbie too. Oh it's yeah, like every, every once in a while, there's certain actors that just kind of look similar, and it's well, very easy for me to get them confused. Too, mine, so. I think, are always names because 
I get the actors confused because their names are kind of I because I always Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> I always confuse the two of them. They don't look anything alike, but I think it's because the names are both DM. Yeah, that yeah. I confuse which one's which. Yeah, so, most of mine is just how they look. Like, now I remember. Now I remember Dylan McDermott always plays an asshole in most of the movies he's in. He's all, and, and, and Dermot Mulroney always plays the nice guys. But see, I don't Dylan, remember what Dermot Mulroney looks like. So I don't. I don't. I'd have I to, know of uh, the yeah. other dude. I know of him like in a bunch of movies, but I don't remember what the other dude. But looks he always like. plays a bad guy. <laughs> like he was in. I think Angel Has Fallen. He played the bad guy. He's in Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Not really though, because we're (laughs) anyway. But we were talking about all the. This happens in all of our podcasts anyway. We start talking about. Oh, okay. I know who this is. Okay. Now, now that I see his, see what he looks like. Now I'm like, okay, I totally know what you're talking about now. Shoot, I forgot he was on New Girl too. Jeez. Yeah. But uh, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie though to oh. anybody, especially. I would say for them to watch Annabelle Comes Home by far, like out of all these, which I've talked about several times, but definitely yeah. this movie is definitely. Elaine still it. hasn't watched that one. Yeah. I keep telling and her she, she, she's, Movies about dolls. That one's not about. Dude, it, not about I'm telling doll, you, it's though. just good. That I'm one actually, you, like Elaine, said, it's just worth it. That one. And I've talked to other people too, where they were like, "No, I only like the first and the second one, or whatever." And then I'll talk to certain people, and they're like, "Which one's your favorite?" And I say, "Annabelle comes home," and they're like, "Yeah, that's my <laughs> mine too." I talked oh, to like four people at work where doll. that's what the that one the the. The it doll is very loosely tied to the movie. But this I'm one, telling you, the doll no. is least. Annabelle comes home explains Annabelle. Okay, but it's not like a Chucky type movie. No, Annabelle. If you've seen Annabelle, the other Annabelle's Annabelle's I mean, a catalyst for everything else. Okay. Yeah. So she she doesn't like, do shit. She's just the she's like in a room. And she brings everything else out. Hey, she trust me, do I don't everything. like dolls. I don't yeah. like how dolls look with the dead eyes and shit. I don't yeah. really care for that. It's like super creepy to me, not so creepy to Jeremy. So if I say to watch that movie, you should watch it. <laughs> well, my, my biggest thing is, is it explain? You know, Elaine is big about. Oh, it's a, about a doll. No, this one explains what Annabelle truly is. Okay. That was the biggest thing about that one. That's what I liked about it because and, and the and the freaking ambiance in that movie has the best music and the sound of any of them. That that was the the biggest thing to me was the anyways. But yeah, so what are your other thoughts on this Elaine? You haven't really talked all that much. I mean, I, mean, I thought it was a good movie. I would definitely recommend watching it. It wasn't, I mean, I guess I don't find it as, I don't know, I guess I don't have a, a strong feeling as Josh does about the, the the daughter being the one, just because I know she's kind of just a catalyst that brought the demon out, and and she kind of just basically, what I figure, kind of like sold, herself, sold her soul to the devil and had to, you know, do the sacrifice thing or whatever in order to save herself, um, but I thought it was a good movie, I mean... 
I'm kind of like Josh. I don't know if I believe in all the, you know, demony stuff and all that, but I mean, <laughs> well, <that's laughs> but I thought it was kind of cool though how they were doing where you know it transferred from the kid to the guy, and then even Ed Warren got involved in it, and that's why his heart's all effed up or whatever because the demon got part of him too. And well, see, and I think that's a way to explain him dying later. Is this impact well, in it? He didn't die till like 2005 or something. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I mean, well, I mean, he may have really wanted to start doing the Conjuring injuries. movies, you know. <laughs> I mean, but what kills me is, on every, you know, why why take the shit home? Yeah, well, yeah. my house. I would not with that stuff in my house. Because he took the cup from the altar and put no. it down there with all the other shit. I'm like, why the fuck would you want all of this shit and in your house? Put I'm guessing that they did it to protect other people, right? Like, yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but, but also but at the same time, is... it's like gaining trophies, right? Yeah, but all you're going to do they, is put I'm it in thinking... a, regular, a regular room and lock the door? I mean, you think yeah. you put it in some kind well, of like what, panic that's type what I'm room saying. or something? That's why I say that it's kind of like a serial killer mentality with this, where they take stuff out of their thing, and then they put it in that room. Sure, you could say that it's like, that they're trying to protect other people, so if they end up having the, the uh, things that are messing with other people, then at least it's safe in their house. Technically whatever well unless you take annabelle well that's what i'm saying but like uh, i'm talking about like it's like a catalyst and it's kind of like serial killers taking trophies right where you go where you go in their place and then they're like look at all the stuff that i have that's demon affiliated and shit and then it's like was it this one movie or the other movie where they had those i don't know those weird looking crossy things or something that they were saying were part of the occult was that this one that they were finding like, you know, like somebody sent to their house and like flowers and yeah, she was doing. Was that this? It was. Yeah. The, it was the little. So, but um, the thing is, okay, you things. keep the, the totems. The, even if you yeah, the totems that she had. Yeah, like multiple ones, though. So you'd have to like take all of them if you were going to check people. He only took the cup though that was sitting on the altar. Yeah. She the the totems she had to break, like, but, but, why take any of it? I know. I mean, because you've got a whole big basement full of That's crazy shit. If I believed in all that, and that was my, my job, and all that stuff, I wouldn't want that crap in my house, especially just behind I'd, one little creepy I, little door. I, I don't know. Like Why wouldn't you have like a storage area or some I, shit I, that you would just I, leave all that shit yeah. at? You don't I, have I, to have it at your house. You I, could just yeah. have it in a exactly. storage shed or like whatever, where like you you just like. Uh, you know how they they say that they bless the Annabelle case like every week or every month or some shit. I think they said like that's why the case doesn't like fu- uh, she doesn't break out of the case or whatever is because they ca- uh, constantly put holy water on it and bless it and well, all that shit. Fine. Why well, wouldn't they fucking do that? Well, you make a whole another house, they throw all that shit them. in there, and bless the fucking house. And oh. just not be at that house. <laughs> it wouldn't make the story, but at the same time, they did all of this. Like they yeah, literally they have this shit in their house. The yeah, there it used to be open. I don't know if it is anymore since they both died. I think it's kind of up in like a state, whatever you know, the management oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, by what I read yeah, last I time. Crap in my house. I mean, I believe in ghosts and crap, and I wouldn't mind any. 
But they still well, live to be a house. long uh, old. I mean, yeah, both of them were pretty old before they died. Well, well, that's why. That's why for me, I wouldn't believe in every item that they have in there. Like a giant fucking raggedy and all was like fucking messing, fucking with people. I I don't believe in all the shit that they like legit. Like I don't believe that all the shit that they actually got was actually. Uh, had the stuff that they thought was in it just yeah, because he, they were part of the Amityville horror thing and then they uh, people kind of debunked their stuff and everything else. I mean, that's a good story wise, right? Uh, making a story about people that came out and uh, did all this stuff for fucking years, right? Yeah. But do you actually believe in the shit? I, I don't believe that shit's just stuck in a fucking item i don't think a demon is attached to a item i think it could attach to a person but i don't think it could attach to an item where you pick up said item and then you get uh the demon after you i don't believe in that shit but i mean everybody's different there's all types of different stuff. I mean, think well, about that's what, what I'm saying. Everybody's different. I'm just saying my beliefs on it. I think I'm I'm like I'm, because I automatically have like the uh, uh, cynic attitude on it, where I automatically am like I call bullshit. Right? Well, I do too. But think about yeah. well, that's right. what I'm saying. That's what because. I'm saying. Certain certain degrees of like what I think is actual like bullshit and what's could be real. But am I gonna go out of the way and try to find out though? Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> if I find out that there's a demon possibly attached to that said item, am I gonna fucking touch it and fucking take the chance of me trying to find out if it actually is legit or not? Fuck no. Yeah. I'll be at my house fucking being by myself. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still gonna sit there and be like, man, that's probably fucking horseshit. <laughs> but I'm not gonna go out of my way and find out. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, with that being said, um, do you want to do the creepometer voice, Josh? The creepometer. <laughs> we I need had, to get Aaron change, back on. Here. I know. I had to change it a little bit. I mean, he, and like his schedule's being a little bit freer now, so he might be able to start doing it again. Yeah. Probably in the next month or so. Yeah. I, I'll talk to him about it at least. But, uh, yeah. So, what is your rating for the creepometer? I don't know. It definitely wasn't as much as the nun and Annabelle comes home, so maybe a four. Yeah. I wasn't really creeped out though. Like, I mean, I could tell but... you the the one thing that creeped, and I'll talk about it during mine. But anyhow, there was <laughs> I probably, one. I probably agree with Josh. Maybe like a four. I mean, it wasn't like super creepy. I mean, it was more like a psychological thing. It just had very good moments in the yeah. movie. Yeah, that's the but thing. But I could tell. You... And, and you know how, and, and I'll talk about it now since you and Elaine both said four. I would probably say a four as well. But my biggest thing is, you know how you talk about the thing that creeps you out is like dolls. And what was the other thing you talk about that creeps you out a lot? There's uh, something else that you talk about all the time that creeps you out, just like when you see it. And uh, it just depends on the certain thing. Like me, it's when bones go in the wrong direction. And this movie. Uh, yeah. This movie had oh, that yeah. with 
with both the the little kid and Arn oh, at yeah. one point. Oh yeah, where he was like turned inside out and yeah. that. Yeah, doing the pretzel move. Or yeah, whatever, that shit irks me. Like shit. I don't well, think it's more of an irk. I think it more a lot of people because even to me, it almost makes my stomach sick. Well, that's what like, I mean. Right away, I mean, like, oh, yeah. You know? So I mean, that See, creeps me most out. of the of the CGI bits where it looks like you're turning into a pretzel, that's that doesn't bother me. It's like when it, like uh, I'll talk about uh, what was the thing? Conor McGregor breaking his ankle. Oh. That nasty break yeah. is where I'm like, ha. Ah. Well, that like, gets me too. Realistic still... stuff bothers me. Like if I see it in CGI, it doesn't bother me all that much. I mean, well, it, depends it depends on the way on they. This... Yeah, it depends on the situation, though. Yeah, in this movie, it did get to well, me. I would have to say though, going off that the CGI for those parts though was done very well. I think. Yeah. I well, that's what look... I'm saying. The CGI was done very well. Yeah. They ended up having great. Uh, scenes I like I'm like one of my favorite scenes was just initially like him stabbing the dude like mm-hmm. uh, showing like his mindset when, uh, where it was like shit like he wasn't controlling like it was like uh he was hallucinating the whole time mm-hmm. uh, so he was just thinking being protective of people and then it just happened right I love that whole scene, and then especially like him walking with the blood all over him and stuff. That whole part is like the best part to me out of the whole movie. It's just that whole scene where like he, the dude's like, "Hey, let's go party and blah blah blah," and like seeing how he's just not feeling good at all the whole time. Mm-hmm. So like I liked how and like it shows like a mindset of like where he was at at the time, and then like how he was uh not really controlled but like manipulated more than yeah, I know what you're saying like the scenes where it was like what he was seeing versus what everybody else was seeing yeah yeah and even the church or not the church scene but when he was in jail like yeah. at the at the end part too like that whole thing where he was in the hospital when they're going after the satanist or whatever when he's in there and they're trying to save him or whatever mm-hmm. i like that whole scene too there was a lot of good like not necessarily scary stuff in the movie to me but like i just thought that it was well executed with what they were trying to do and right. i think that's why it was just a much better film than especially the last two and i liked the second one a lot too i thought that the second one was really good yeah i think the first one was got better like ratings and critic reviews because it was the first one yeah it was i didn't feel it was was like different like it was probably different for like what they showed like generally at the time yeah, because when kinda, you watch it, it was like, like the Blair Witch the Project, general. where it was just different at the time. Mm-hmm. Not that, and not that many people were doing that sort of film, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it was different. Especially, there was a lot of good scenes in it, right? Like the, uh, that make you jump. The only thing is, I've watched millions of millions of ho- horror movies, yeah. trash and good, like really good ones. So. It doesn't hit me the same way that it would hit somebody that just, like, uh, imagine, like, a five-year-old watching this fucking movie, and they would probably be scared shitless, right? Well, my kids, they would, if we watched, they'd have nightmares. Well, that's what what I'm saying. Uh, Like, uh, I watched Creepshow 
when I was like, I don't know, like, I don't remember how old I was. That scarred my fucking brain. Like, so, like, everything other than that, like, it just doesn't come close. Mostly because this, especially it depends on, like, if you're afraid of that sort of thing, too. And, like, if you're, like, leery about demons or whatever, it's probably going to hit you different, too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do Creep Show at one point, too. Even yes. though it's not on a list that we have, but we've got all types of stuff we can I want to at least talk about Creep Show because I've seen it like at least a million times. I just <laughs> love the movie. I want to learn the trivia about it too because I've watched it so many times. No, uh, I've watched the second one not as many times, mostly because like the stories are just good. Eventually, I have to watch the TV series though. Yeah. The, the, well, the one, one on Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. yeah. I haven't well, heard that much about it though, but yeah. I could say with um well from this point I don't know if we have anything else to say about the conjuring three, but um like like I said about what midway through this podcast, I think what we're gonna do is uh in the next episode we're gonna talk about Fear Street nine is it nineteen ninety nine or was it nineteen ninety six? Uh, I don't know. I think the 1996 one is the last one. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think I thought... either. Hold on. Let me see if I could look it up without it messing with me. Uh, because I'm pretty sure the part one. Uh, I thought the one. 90s was the first one, and then 1666 one, was before. Okay, 1994. Oh, 1666 is the third one. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's 19 Fear Street 1994 is going to be the first one we'll review, and then we're going to go through the not, series. At least we're not reviewing Fear. <laughs> you know, you're talking about the Mark Wahlberg movie? Yeah. I love that movie, that though. Movie. <laughs> People like that movie. I thought it was trash, but I mean, like, it's what made Mark Wahlberg go. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean definitely made he, Mark I Wahlberg. Think he, he had been in stuff before that, but that was like his breakout. But Okay, so we're going to watch Fear Street 1994 next time? Yeah, so in our next review, it's going to be Fear Street 1994, followed by 1976, and then 1666, I think. So that'll be our th- next three podcasts, and then we'll get back on the... Yeah, because which one is the other one? Like, oh, 78. Sorry Technic- about that. Technically, so, which one is uh, number 26, though? I forgot which one. Poltergeist, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> which we could talk about uh, all sorts of trivia associated with that movie. Yeah, how many people died <laughs> associated with filming it? Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, all types of stuff. So that makes you go, hmm, Josh, right? Oh, like about the uh, stuff that happened in the movie? Yeah. That's what what I'm saying. Did you hear this shit on the Conjuring movies, though? Oh, shit. A weird shit happening? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's one thing where they're, like, talking about the shit that's in Poltergeist. Or, like, I'm trying to think of all the shit that they talked about during Wizard of Oz. And all sorts of stuff where it was, like, like, even when we were talking about the Abyss. All the stuff that happened during that movie, that uh, film in that movie, 
like curse productions and stuff like all over the place. We yeah, could talk about that, that all day. That was trivia that we talked about in that one. But yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so, <laughs> Elaine's I'm over here giving me the wrap it up sign. But, so so for all of us there at the Heart of Geek, I hope you guys like this episode and keep listening. Uh, I know it, it was a uh, a big break from the last one, but um, a couple of us have been in the middle of moving and stuff like that, so we've been kind of off and schedule. Just, and just uh, stuff going on. Yeah. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just life. So hopefully now we'll be able to start getting back more on track with stuff. But like I said, for all of us here at the Heart of Geek, uh, and I keep forgetting to mention who's on this one, but uh, for Josh... Elaine and myself, Jeremy, uh, will uh, talk to you later and see you in the next episode. Peace.